Chapter 10 of Your Psychic Powers and How to Develop Them. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Catherine Louise. Your Psychic Powers and How to Develop Them by Harroward Carrington. Chapter 10 The Human Aura. Surrounding every living body, and some non-living materials, there is a halo or aura which may be seen under certain exceptional conditions. Clairvoyants have always contended that they could see this aura surrounding human beings, but they were laughed at for their pains by the majority of scientists who continued to disbelieve in its existence. About the middle of the nineteenth century, Baron von Richtenbach published a book on the aura, paying particular attention to the emanations which his sensitives had seen coming from crystals and the poles of horseshoe magnets. It is now known that both magnets and crystals give off a very noticeable aura, and this may be seen by anyone possessing even moderate psychic development, if they observe these objects when placed in a darkened room. How studied by the aid of chemical screens. Needless to say, all this was disbelieved at the time, and it was not until 1911 that the existence of the aura was proved scientifically by means of mechanical and chemical means. Dr. Kilner, the electrician of St. Thomas Hospital, London, then showed that it is possible for anyone to see the aura issuing from a living human being by means of especially prepared glass slides containing a chemical named dicyanin. The subject of the experiment is placed against a white or black cloth background in a nearly darkened room and must be at least partially nude, as the aura cannot be seen through the clothing. The investigator then looks through one of the chemical screens at the daylight. Then, closing his eyes, pulls down the blind so as to make the room nearly dark. In this light the figure of the model can be seen only faintly, and if the subject is looked at through the glass screen, the aura may be seen by nearly anyone possessing good eyesight. In this case, the investigator does not have to be a clairvoyant, since the eyes are rendered susceptible to certain artificial light waves by means of the chemical screens. Usually our eyes cannot perceive these waves. In this way, the skeptical world has been convinced of the reality of the human aura, and it is now considered a proved scientific fact. The three auras thus disclosed. The human aura, or atmosphere, consists of a number of layers or strata, one beyond the other, extending out into space. By means of Dr. Kilner's chemical screens, three of these divisions may be clearly perceived. First, what is called the etheric double. This is seen like a dark line, slightly grayish in color, which extends over the whole surface of the body, conforming exactly to its shape. Doubtless, this is one manifestation of the double or etheric body. Beyond this extends the inner aura, which is usually two or three inches broad. It conforms to the contour of the body throughout and is more or less colored by the health of the individual and by the mental or emotional states which may be present at that time. Beyond this again is the outer aura, beginning where the inner aura ceases and extending from three to six inches as a rule before it becomes invisible. It extends slightly further in the case of women than it does in men. This aura is very variable and is greatly influenced by all the mental and psychic conditions of the person to whom it belongs. Its colors vary also very greatly, but this cannot as a rule be seen through the screens because they themselves are either dark red or blue. It takes a trained clairvoyant to see all the subtle gradations and variations of color in the aura. 
How to Train Your Psychic Sight The best way to train yourself to see auras of this character is perhaps the following. 1. In a darkened room, study the aspect of a good horseshoe magnet, either suspended in the air by a silk thread or placed on a support with poles up, and vary the position of the observation until a faint luminosity is observed at the poles and along the edges of the magnet. 2. In the light, repeat the same process, trying to make out these lines and the extensions and limitations of the aura. It must be understood that this vision can be obtained artificially only through the action of the will, and by a proper focusing of the eyes, the perception of auras requiring a very different focus from ordinary sight, and this focusing is very often, nearly always in fact, different in each of the two eyes. The attempted focusing of the sight must therefore be made with each eye separately, and then with both combined. It may happen that one eye only can be focused for this special vision, or when both are found available, if both focuses are not identical, the active use of both eyes at one time may destroy the psychic sight of the sensitive eye. The Aura in Daylight and Darkness It is important to master the faculty of seeing the magnetic aura in the daylight, because more complete details can thus be eventually obtained than in the dark, and this is the only way to learn how to perceive the human aura. For the purpose of trying one's vision in broad daylight, take a good horseshoe magnet and hold it perpendicularly in front of you, either against the background of an open outside light, such as can be obtained from looking out from the inside of a room through an open window, or against a near inside background, for instance a white or dark wall, according to the nature of the light. Then look at the edge of the magnet with one eye only, and gradually approach it or slide it away from you, until you obtain the best focus of vision. Look steadily along the same point, until it dawns on you that a kind of a quivering narrow band of mist or vapor is flowing from the metal and prevents your sight from freely perceiving the object back of it, producing, in fact, a sort of bending of your visual rays. As soon as you realize the presence on the edge of the magnet of this current of vaporous mist, which may be compared to the appearance of the heated air which arises in summertime from hot fields, the first psychic visual victory has been obtained and the perception of the other phenomena connected with the aura will only need time, perseverance, and practice. And once the magnet is conquered, one may expect to speedily obtain the sight of the beautiful and intricate currents on the human body. The Structure of the Aura After the aura has been perceived and its general layers distinguished, the student must turn his attention to its structure and color variations. The question of color will be treated in the next chapter, which is devoted entirely to that subject. As to the structure or composition of the aura, if this be studied carefully, it will be found that it is composed in a great variety of different ways, according to the object or person emitting it. Thus, the aura of flowers is very different to that of magnets or human beings. The Aura of Flowers it is a very interesting study to try and perceive psychically the composition of the aura of various flowers. For instance, that of the violet is about one-eighth of an inch in thickness, and composed first of a bright light, then a line of dark blue, shading away into a very light blue, all these following the contour of the edge of the leaf. Above these lines is a scalloped or semi-linear string or border of two rows of little purplish-red figures, diamond-shaped, very regularly distributed, so as to form two sets of fourteen little diamonds over the space of each small lobe of the leaf. Then, above these, a wave of dark blue mist in crescent form, shading off into light blue. This is only a sample reading of one flower. 
Each flower has its own particular aura, some of them being very complex, but it will serve to show the student how interesting a study this can be made. The study of the aura of plants alone, carefully undertaken, would occupy considerable time. The Human Aura and How to Study It After you have studied the auras of magnets and plants in this way, you should turn your attention to the auras of living human beings. Children may easily be studied, and their auras are exceedingly interesting. Developed clairvoyants are enabled to see several different auras, each of them being composed of a number of subdivisions, and each subdivision having a different structure and color. It is a good plan to begin the study of the aura by the aid of the chemical screens, before mentioned, in semi-darkness, and then to practice viewing the aura without the screens, and, as the eyes gain sensitiveness, to admit more and more light, until it can be clearly seen in the daylight. In this way, your psychic sight will be gradually and naturally developed. End of chapter 10 Recording by Catherine Louise